Spring is almost in the air, and so is a new MacBook. Find out what the heck I'm talking about, along with critical info about the latest OS updates, in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Stick with us. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Before we jump into it, let me first say that even though I wish they did, these podcast cold opens don't write themselves, and my horrible attempt at clever wordplay was supposed to tease new details about a new MacBook Air that could be released as soon as April. Roman, you just need to put that exact thing in a chat GPT prompt and say, write a 50-word podcast open that, <laughs> and then that thing you just said, that's your prompt. And then just do that like 10 times and pick the best one. Actually, I did try using GPT, <laughs> but it was so general and uh, just broad yeah. that I couldn't use it. You can add stuff to the prompt, like include a joke or, or whatever and, and, and styles and stuff like that, and it'll get better. You should try that. I should. I didn't dive into it further, but I did a couple times and I was like, these are just too broad and plain to use so they are they're very boring they're like <laughs> grammatically correct but but dull right 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 Can we just do the whole show with chat gpt yeah absolutely <laughs> it's coming up as soon as they create uh voice modules that can mimic our our voices we'll... oh man uh microsoft research has that you could feed them you could feed us like five seconds of our voice and it would just nail it with different uh, moods and tones, it's creepy. Oh, it scares me. I'm very, very afraid that like, because because this is the it's it'll never be worse than this again. It only gets better than that. Right. It exactly, scares yeah. me so much. Like, yeah. like how, the the pace of how how fast is. You think you thought deep fakes were a problem? Oh, nothing. That's nothing. You have you need source material for deep fake. Now now you can invent deep fakes that are better from nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's rough. Thankfully nobody cares about me enough to do such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no one cares about us. <laughs> no, but it's uh the things that we report on and stuff like that, that like those companies and yeah. people and stuff like that could could be uh it's gonna get it's gonna get rough. It's gonna get rough out there. It's going to be real. The world's going to be real weird in like three years. <laughs> so Ross Young, the CEO of a uh, display supply chain consultants, I think that's the name yep, of his company. That's correct. I, I'm kind of surprised I actually got that right. He tweeted, or was it in a report? It, it, it was a tweet to to super followers, which I don't know how many people subscribe to that. I don't even. I didn't even realize that was still a thing under the new the new Twitter rules, but. So you can pay. I don't, they just haven't turned it off yet. Yeah, right. They don't actively <laughs> advertise it. He keeps track of the supply chain and for displays. Yeah, and specifically displays. His, yeah. According to his sources, we could see a 15-inch MacBook Air in April. So a new addition to the MacBook lineup. Yeah, he says that it's it's gone into production, which or it's about to go into production. I think he said it just went into production. So it's like they you you just they're just looking at the time frame from when other Mac books the display goes into production and when it releases and it it's like early April is kind of the time. 
which lines up with a late-ish March event, and then two weeks later, um, or a week and a half later, whatever it is, for us uh, on, on sale date. Yeah, even early. I mean, it could even be an early March event. Sometimes they just do that. They have they they talk about the product and they say, and it ships, and then it's like three weeks later or something. Yeah, they did that with the Air the M2 Air last year. It was it wasn't it was a couple weeks later, maybe even like a month later. So we're getting a bigger MacBook Air. We I don't know if we could say we're getting it. We're we're it's a rumor. He's not a hundred percent accurate all the time. This guy he's pretty good. He's had some pretty big misses. He uh, most notably predicted a new iMac. A 27 inch iMac, which never happens. And he said, he's been saying for a little while that there's going to be another display, not a pro display XBR and not a studio display, but something in between those two. And th- that hasn't happened either. But so, like, that remains to be seen. But he's pretty good. He, he got the iPhone 14 display right and things like that. And in the case of the iMac, it could be that the information that he had was really about the studio display. Because the studio display has a whole like iPhone inside, <laughs> with the exception of the wireless stuff. So because it has that compute stuff inside and RAM and stuff like that, his his side of watching the supply chain probably assumed it was an iMac. The theory is that there's going to be a new MacBook Air. It seems I don't think they would release a new branded MacBook. Remember how we used to have the 12 inch MacBook? Yeah, just called MacBook. Yeah, and I don't think it would be an addition to the MacBook Pro line, because that would just make it totally confusing. 13, 14, 15, 16. Well, Apple likes to fill all those buckets now, so... Uh, Yeah, nobody knows what else it would have specs-wise, but the assumption is it's not going to be anything like a Pro. It's not going to have extra ports, the SD card slides... They might have as an option the M2 Pro in this one, which they don't on the regular which, That makes sense because the Mac Mini is a similarly consumer-level device, and that has the M2 Pro. So, so maybe. And it's bigger and has more battery and stuff. But also, it wouldn't have the Max option like the MacBooks, like MacBook Pros do. And it wouldn't have HDR and ProMotion and all. All right. So you're right. It's, it's, it's not going to have those things. It's going to basically be a larger version of the 13-inch Air. So the 13 inch air starts at uh, 1199. 1199. 1199. 1199. 1199. 1199. 1199. So let's, yeah. so maybe 1399 for this one, 1499 for this one. At least 14. Yeah. Okay. If you look at the gap between, say, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro, it's, what is it, 300, $400 or something like that? Okay. So I would expect, I'd expect a three or $400 gap. I think 1699 is not an out of the, question thing because i mean they can get pretty close to that 1999 entry level macbook pro because that's a 14 inch right and this is going to be noticeably bigger so could they can even overlap if you got the pro chip and stuff you'd be paying more right i don't think they want to cannibalize macbook pro sales too much by making it too affordable because I think I think for a lot of people, I think if it was half the price as a 16-inch MacBook Pro, and and nobody knows quite what the screen size is. Some reports have said 15.2 in the past. Now a lot of them say 15.5. It's close enough to a 16-inch MacBook Pro that if if you're saving like more like a thousand dollars or more, 
Maybe you don't need HDR and ProMotion. Maybe you don't need that SD card slot. Maybe you're just like, I could get two of these. <laughs> so the, the difference between the 14 and the 16 is $200 if you comparably spec. So you go up to the uh, the 12-core mm-hmm. CPU on the 14-inch, but keep it at 512. So it's $200 for two inches, which is essentially the same. So yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. It'll be $200 more. So that's 14, right? Fifteen hundred dollars? No, no, that's 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 thirteen ninety nine. So maybe it's thirteen ninety nine. I'm guessing fourteen ninety nine. Okay, for sure. So then you got so you figured that's what two fifty six. Would would they even have the entry level M two that doesn't have like that has the fewer GPU cores? Well, they the, they already have that on the thirteen inch, so maybe not. Maybe they don't do that. In which case, it'll be fifteen ninety nine for sure. <laughs> You gotta you gotta bump that up too. So then you're paying three to four hundred dollars more for the 14 inch Pro, which has a smaller screen but a better screen and a similar chip, or maybe even the same chip. It gets real tricky. Like it gets real tricky when you're. It probably has a better chip because certainly, even if the M2 Pro is an option on the big air it, it'll start on the regular m2 nobody's expecting it to start with the pro and and pro is the minimum on the so then you add what 300 bucks for that and it's going to be like 1899 and 1999 and you got to really like dive into that spec sheet to figure out which one you want would you take a smaller better display and more ports and and the sd card slot or do you want a bigger display but like lesser performance it's that you know lesser display lesser all that. Eh. i have the 14 inch I, I i loved the 15 inch when they made it i had a couple of them but i got the 14 inch last year and you know i like it it's a tiny bit too small for what i want but the 16 inch is a tiny bit too big for what i want so the 15 inch really hits that sweet spot but i love the display on this thing i love all the ports on this thing so it's a it's a difficult decision it's a very hard, very difficult decision. Consider also considering the design is very similar. I have the new Air, the N2 Air. I use every day, and it's not that I don't wish it was bigger, but I don't wish it was any heavier. In fact, it, it should be lighter. Like these, these full aluminum bodies are starting to get to be a thing. And I'm thinking, if it's that much bigger, you got to figure jumping the 13 to 15 doesn't sound like a big jump, but what you, it, you're computing volume. It's going to be a lot heavier. Could you even call it an air? The current air weighs 2.7 pounds, the M2 version. The M1 is 2.8. It's actually a little bit heavier. And the 14-inch Pro is 3.5 pounds. That's a significant increase from the 13 to 14. If you're going to 15, that could be close to 4 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, even though it's going to be a little thinner probably because they don't have to have all the thermal space for like a max chip. Even if it's the same thickness, you're talking about a over three and a half pound laptop, probably. And is that an air? <laughs> do they do they have to give it a different name because it's too big and heavy? Yeah, I mean, when you think air, you think uh, you know around three pounds. That's about where it starts getting like noticeably heavy, like three point two, three point five. It's like all right, this thing has some weight to it. the The original one uh, from 2008 was three pounds, and back then. It was like, wow, this is so light. It's crazy. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. These days, because PC laptops don't have to have a full aluminum milled casing, a lot of them are a lot lighter at the same size as the Mac. 
you know, they're, they're not as rigid and they're going to fall apart and stuff like that, but you can get a much lighter PC laptop. Uh, so we actually posted a poll on the Macworld Twitter feed asking people what they thought. Our tweet says, we're talking about the rumored 15-inch MacBook Air on the podcast this week. How do you feel about it? 26% people were said voted for gimme, gimme, gimme. About 31% voted for knots, too big for an air. 25% voted that more choices are good, and about 18% voted, where's the innovation? Yeah, it was a, it was a very useless poll. <laughs> I'm going I'm to take credit for those options because they're terrible. Now that I'm, now that I'm hearing, them, hearing them out loud, they're awful. <laughs> a quarter of the people, and it's, it's a self-selected group, it's people who follow Macworld or whatever, but... But a quarter of those people being excited about, you know, 15 inch air is pretty good. I think Apple's depend <laughs> price always matters, but the Apple may be right to say like there's a market there. There's a there's a kind of a big gap between the air and the pro, and people do want another size. Uh, they used to have two sizes of air. They for a while there they had an eleven and a thirteen. Uh, yeah, well, that's the a couple of the responses on Twitter said like they should go in the other direction, which I think that ship has kind of sailed. Like I think the ultra portable, super tiny laptop, like no, like there's not enough people who want those right now. I don't think. Yeah, and Apple would have to go down in price, and I don't think they want to do that either. Although this is their best opportunity because the M series stuff. The whole main board and everything is so small compared to what they used to do with Intel, or or it needs less room to have a performance system than it used to. Well, I mean that's that's where the iPad comes in, and that's what makes that more interesting. Like I just don't I don't know if they're gonna if they would waste their time selling to such a small group of people because if you do want something that small, you can get an iPad Pro, you can get an iPad Air, ten point nine inches. I mean, there's a lot of options out there now where there weren't back when the when the MacBook Air was 11 inches and that wasn't sold for very long i want to say three years maybe and then they got rid of it and then there was this weird there was this week butted up against that just macbook the, the MacBook, 12 inch macbook the, yeah, which, which was, was overpriced and under ordered at the time like yeah I, I, think I, I know a lot of people who loved it but like i couldn't get over the like single USB-C port like you couldn't charge and do anything else and just yeah it was just a it wasn't what it needed to be Maybe we need to do a poll asking if people miss the tapered design. Like a couple friends asked me about that because they actually, I mean, it's totally anecdotal, right? And this is, this is two friends. They're asking me about the MacBook Air and they really miss that t tapered design. I mean, they, Apple, like they kept around the M1. It's there if you want it. It's still M1. The M1 <laughs> is still, it's still a good, it's still a good. You just have to give up all the other things that right. you like, the, the nice new stuff, like a bezel that's not giant and, around the screen and everything um i agree i do i do like it's it's classic and I, I do like it but yeah i it's not something that i would care about after having it for a week for a week couple of days like you get kind of don't notice it having the m2 air for a while now i don't miss it in fact half the time i mean it's not like it it's not like it goes into a bag any more difficult or anything like that you know honestly it's a little easier to hold it's a little nicer to hold this one yeah, holding that edge Sometimes it'd be a little sharp. I, I don't miss the old design. I mean, I, I I just nostalgically miss it in practical terms. It's not better. Well, what I mainly miss is that it's different. Like now, it's the same as the MacBook Pro. Like you put them next to each other, and you cannot tell the difference unless it's yeah. One's just smaller. skinnier. 
that's what I kind of miss is that the MacBook Air had its own identity, its own character, and it doesn't anymore. It, well, it has a, the color, the the, mid, the midnight color. Yeah, that's different. And so is Starlight. Like, that's not available in the Pro. So, yeah, th- there is that. So, that's possibly coming in April. I guess we're going to get a – I think we're kind of expecting or hoping for maybe is a better term for a spring event from Apple. Um, a 15 inch, 15 inch MacBook Air would definitely work there and it wouldn't need too much screen time. Just, you know, it's bigger and here's a couple of sub things about it. I don't know that Mac Pro is still like clicking around my head. Like, when do they announce that thing? I do not know. The big rumor is that we're about a month or so away from this headset and we'll see if that's true or not. That's the thing this year. That's the 2023, like, big thing that everyone's expecting finally to come out. Like, we don't know yet. I mean, we don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe the rumors are, are, aren't accurate because they are still kind of vague. Like German said, maybe March, maybe WWDC, maybe September. Which basically means Apple hasn't really decided yet. The rumors suggest that it's far enough along where they could absolutely announce it and then say it's shipping in like September, October or something like that where they have a product to show like they did with the original iPhone. I think that didn't ship for six months, but on stage it worked. Apple Watch too, right? Like they can show it to you. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I just want to see it already. Like I'm really interested to see what this thing looks like because it's very different from anything Apple has ever done before. So anyway, but that that that's a good event. A 15-inch MacBook Air, some other thing, probably a new iPhone color. They've been doing that for a couple of years where they uh, kind of like refresh the line mid-cycle with a new color and then maybe Apple pay later or something like that, that we we're still waiting for. And then the, the headset for the rest of it. Like that's a good event. Earlier this week, we got some security updates to iOS, iPad OS and Mac OS Ventura. It's a small update for these OSs, but they're actually pretty critical security updates. If you haven't installed it, we encourage you to go do that when you have it, when you have the opportunity yeah, two things. One is one's a kernel update and the Google Project Zero researchers found it. It's bad. It's one of those like could execute arbitrary code with kernel privileges. That's not good. Yeah, that's, that's all that's <laughs> not what you want to hear. Those are words you don't want to hear together. The other one's worse because it's a it's a Safari thing where a malicious web page could execute arbitrary code. And that one Apple warns that they have uh, reports of it being used in the wild, which means there's a, a lot of times they fix an exploit that's never been exploited yet. Uh, but this one has. People are using this out there somewhere. So that's like one of those patch, patch it right now. Right. And, that, you know, whenever it's Safari, just go update it because that's the web. You're connected. Like, you don't know. Like, the Apple doesn't outline how it's how it's been exploited. Like, is it remote? Is it local? Who knows? But just fix it. Those zero-day bugs uh, uh zero day just means that apple just found out about it and they're quickly fixing it but like you don't want to mess around with that stuff like it's just it's good to just fix it update it plus there's a couple other little little things that that it fixes a lot of times they the, these things are like okay yeah it's a uh, somebody with access to your usb port can i could do like could load whatever they want stuff like that and you, you know your behavior isn't just like you're not going to be at threat all the time 
a malformed web page that's that's and like just follow the wrong link and you're and we're we're still waiting for the ios 16.4 beta which now that i say it out loud it will probably land between now and when we post this but uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's been a couple of weeks since 16.3 usually they're within a couple of days maybe a week at most but it's been a couple of weeks and they haven't uh 16.4 and 13.3 for uh, ventura there's a couple of features floating around. I, I said a couple minutes ago, Apple Pay Later. That was announced last year at WWDC, and we haven't seen it. There's an Apple Card Savings account that hasn't released Apple Music Classical. Then God knows where that is, or if that is for that matter. So there's still a few features kicking around that Apple could do. And then there's the new emojis for the spring that they always do. We'll see when that lands. But most likely, that's what is going to be released at or around that spring event. The new iPhone color will have 16.4. The new MacBook Air will have 13.3. Probably, yeah. And it's probably, like you said, it's it's being held up on testing for some of these financial things that aren't ready to roll yet. Like those might be integrated into Apple Pay in some way that's significant or wallet or something. The, the Apple Pay Later is allegedly in broader testing, like internally within Apple, but uh, that hasn't come out yet. And uh, Mark Grimm had a report over the weekend that this is all part of like including uh, a, a heavily rumored iPhone subscription plan that we haven't seen yet. Like Apple wants to control like all of this financial stuff. So it's building like a like a framework. And that's what's taking time because, you know, you got to obviously get that right before you start rolling this stuff out. Uh, for people who don't know, Apple Pay Later is a new feature in Apple Pay that basically gives you the opportunity to break up a purchase, the payment for a purchase into installments. I, I forget what it is. Is it like four installments? I don't know. I don't know if they like actually said, outlined it, but if you look at something like Klarna, it's four payments interest-free over like I don't know, eight weeks or something like it, it's like every two weeks you owe a payment. Like it's not like a year thing or a six month thing. It's quick, but it's like, I want to buy this thing right now and I don't get paid for three weeks or four weeks. So I need to spread this out. And it, it allows you to just quickly kind of say, all right, I'm going to pay a little bit now, a little bit in two weeks, a little bit in two weeks, and then I'm done in four weeks. That's how that one works. I assume it would be something similar for Apple. They're all very dangerous. Like anytime you get those teaser, oh, pay it later. Like, oh, sure. I'll, I want this thing right now, particularly when you're talking about like $1,000 MacBooks and stuff. Like it's it's all, it's like, you just be careful. It breaks it into four equal payments over six weeks. Okay. That's what it is. Which is a weird, like four and six. Right. So I guess you pay one at the front and then the, uh, the, the remaining three. The other three every two weeks. Yeah, right. I guess that's what it is. But, you know, and it's no interest or anything, but you can still get yourself into trouble. It's not the same as putting it on your credit card with like revolving debt and stuff like that. I mean, but. And it's interest free if you make the payment. <laughs> as soon as you're done. Right. There's always penalties for right. not making payments and stuff, but you're not paying revolving interest over time like you are with your credit card. I've always been of the thing that if you can't afford something now, but you can afford it over the next six weeks, you should wait six weeks and yes, buy it. That's smart. <laughs> and not monkey around with this stuff. <laughs> Unless it's like a house or something or a car, but I mean, that's different. But yeah, these types of things. Uh, even that, if you could afford it six weeks from now, wait six weeks and <laughs> your car or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the idea is you're going to have to have all the money within six weeks. So you, you should wait six weeks and buy it. 
it just doesn't sit right with me that Apple is entering all these financial services as like new ways to pay for their expensive stuff yeah. as their new products and services. Like, I don't think that j- it just doesn't fit sort of Apple's core mission of democratizing technology and enabling people and stuff. It, it just feels like chasing money to me. And I, I don't like it. it. This is like, you didn't make something amazing with art or technology here. You've invented a new way to pay for stuff. And I, I, like, I don't not even invented. You just, have a new way to pay for stuff that Apple's also doing. And it's just not. I do like Apple Card a lot. Uh, I mean, Apple Pay, for one, is genius. I mean, when they came out with that, it was a while ago. It went iPhone 6, I want to say. That was fantastic. And it still is. Uh, Apple Card, I use often. It's good. Um, but I agree with Jason. It is. It's like, so this is the trusted company that sells you your iPhone and privacy and all that stuff. And oh, by the way, we also sell you a credit card that with the 25% interest rate. <laughs> yeah. Like the credit card thing, like they don't need a, a, it. I like the interface. They need that Apple pay. It was your credit card. It was just a, it was a technology. We're making it easier to pay for stuff securely with your phone. Like that, that made sense for Apple to do. That was like a, we control your phone operating system. We are making a secure payment method with your phone. Cool. Like I, I get that you were using your own credit card. They didn't need to do a credit card and they certainly don't need to do essentially layaway. Yeah. Yeah. For all their <laughs> yeah. Which is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's yeah. and it's six weeks is about layaway. Yeah. Except you get it now. That does it for this episode of the Macworld podcast episode 828. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.